Well, welcome to the Splash Podcast. Today, my apologies for the sound. I am recording sitting at an airport uh, as we are about to go to another industry event. We'll bring you more from in the coming weeks. Heaps going on today. You're going to hear from uh, Ari. Uh, Lindsay interviewing people at that conference there. We've got an interview with a high-speak MPL with another leadership guy. And you're going to hear from the new owner, Stefan Ottenberger, an Australian Lunchables and what's going on with that business. Stick around. Uh, ready, set, flash. Making chlorinators is what we do at AIS. This laser focus has brought us recognition as a global leader winning countless international and national awards. Our technology is operating in over 55 countries worldwide. Our claims are backed by university research and data. Our customer testimonials prove the value of our technology's benefits, ease of operation, reliability and service. Find out how your customers can benefit from our 30 years of innovation and excellence at aiswater.com.au today. Well, the first interview you're going to hear now from Lindsay McGrath at the ARI conference is with 106 Architects, a really, really interesting commercial aquatics perspective. Then we're going to have a short break. You're going to come back with Kobe Simmet, who was a keynote speaker at the event, and some really good insight around industry and leadership as well. Then there'll be another short break, and we will come back and finish with Stefan Ossenberg, the new uh, operator of Australian Plunge Pools and what's going on with that uh, prefab concrete manufacturer uh, from Queensland. Uh, so plenty to hang around for. Thanks for joining us today. Enjoy. Hi, Dion. Mate, we've just got off stage. You've, you've done a, a great keynote from, from 106 Architects around the structure and planning and more of the leadership style of how you go ahead in planning some of these incredible sites. Can you give the readers and the listeners, you know, the, 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 the short brief version of what you covered because <laughs> it was an incredible speech. Yeah, thanks, Lindsay. I, I think the, the takeaways are about engaging with people. Like, How do we engage with our, our people? There's a lot been a lot of talk today and, and over the last couple of days around who is the, the customer and who are we focused on. I think from a design point of view, the message was around that third place, taking an old concept, and, and reinventing it again. So third place thinking is what's come out of that original concept around. And that was work, place. social, and. Yeah, like a third place is defined as that that place in between home and work that yep. we all travel to. And so it's a it's the midpoint that it becomes a social connector. It's safe. It's accessible. Um, and and we go there to for for social connection and enjoyment. So the family can be there. So the proposition we're thinking about at the moment is can our sports facilities leisure recreation facilities be our new third place and so off that it's about well how might that affect us in terms of designers and and what impact can we have on the final built outcome so we we talked a little bit about the functional aspect developing that design brief uh, but then trying to overlay what are the social opportunities and connections that we can tip into that design that's ultimately going to help people bind and connect together as a community um, so it's, it's a little bit broader than just working within boundaries. We want to be able to pull aspects in and, and that relates around the language of collaboration and sharing of facilities to for bang for buck, but also overlaying the richness of 
cultural involvement, cultural richness, with, which tend to be the softer elements uh, of, of our environment and our lifestyle, and combining that with the more functional aspects of your rectangle or your, or your oval development or, or your kitchen space or your function space. So, you know, the end game is, is trying to get that third place thinking into our designs to really just provide a bit more social sustainability. We talk a lot about financial sustainability, but the, the argument is, and we're starting to see some data now, that if you create a socially sustainable place, then people, by holding people there, they'll, they'll spend a bit, um, but it also helps our volunteer capital, you know, in terms of driving clubs to do what they do and, and service. So, um, yeah, we, we, we've had some really successful starting off with some master plan and the final delivery into community centres and aquatic centres, so it's a long road, but hopefully spreading the gospel. No, it's fantastic. It's um, We see in the domestic side very, very similar methodology around creating that backyard as more of that social, uh, environmental and that, that safe space to be in. You just do it on a much, much larger scale. It's very, very impressive. Mate, um, thanks very much for your time. Fantastic speech. Have a great conference. Awesome. Thanks, Lindsay. Luidra is proud to bring you MagnaPool, the world's best and only true mineral pool system, providing the very best in water comfort and clarity. MagnaPool is also beneficial to the environment thanks to its unique no-salt formula. Partnered with the all-new Hydroxinator IQ, showcasing innovative features giving you control over scheduling, pump speed, boost and low mode, heaters, lights, pH and chlorine. All this via Wi-Fi connectivity from your smartphone. Smart sensors and ultra-long life cell ensures MagnaPool owners save time, save energy and save money. Find out more by going to MagnaPool today. So Kobe, you've just finished uh, keynote day two at the ARI conference. You know, uh, the, the key messages you were getting across, you're, obviously I heard you're an avid book reader, a book a day, which yep. was amazing. But what were, the, what were the three things you were trying to get across to the group today? Yeah, look, we're really looking at the up and coming leadership across the institute. Um, and, and across anyone in business, even the readership um, you know, of your material and your audience, and really looking at, um, I guess, the story that goes that you know, I went into business so that I could learn about running a business, I could learn about finance, I could learn about people, I could learn about leadership because I wasn't getting that. Like I, you know, trying to get a promotion, trying to you know, get a job, and people want experience. And so I was like, you know what, I'm going to just take the deep dive and get the experience myself. And I guess I had to learn a whole bunch of really hard lessons along the way. So the first one is about, you know, it's going to sound cliche now, but it's how can we have empathy for the team me you know the team members that we're trying to lead and I think that's you know it's all about ourselves and we're thinking about ourselves we're getting to work in the morning and checking our email we're not thinking about actually my job is to lead the team and checking in with the team first for example so it's really about you know number one is like if you want if you see yourself as being a leader in the future then starting to learn now about the lessons of empathy as a starting point number two is well how to in thinking about the next 12 months and what's the five-star version of myself as a leader and how do I move towards that well, then, if you see yourself coaching team members and mentoring team members and empowering team members, because that's what you are as a leader, then starting to practice some of those things now. So really saying, okay, well, what are some coaching techniques? So we talked about Michael Bungay Stania's book, The Coaching Habit, highly recommended. Um, it's got seven great questions for kicking off and practicing, if you like. And I think number three is really thinking about ourselves and what our habits are. Um, and on, although not part of the presentation, I think that if we turn up at work at nine o'clock in the morning or 8.30 or seven or whatever time we turn up and check our email, but we checked our email when we left work at five o'clock, what changed overnight? So it's really about getting to work, getting on to doing the things that we need to do and doing big things early, not just getting into reactive mode. So 
we were talking about empowering um, you know, our team on their journey to success. Um, and, the, and I guess the bonus tip, if you like, is we talked about start with why. And, and if we can think about our purpose and if you start meetings with our why or inductions with our why or, um, you know, starting to be better leaders and starting to be a better place to work, that if we start with why, then it reminds us what we're showing up to do. Because you can choose to work at any organisation or be in any industry or do any job, but if you're interested in, you know, the aquatic industry and all the different parts of it, then let's talk about the why. So 100% responsible to make sure that as leaders, it is our fault. Yes. Yep. Yep. Have a plan for constant growth. Yes. And then hold yourself accountable accordingly. 100%. I think the biggest change that I made in my career was getting some mentoring, not specifically and formally, but from somebody who mentors me. And he said, you've got to start with 100% responsibility and then work out from that, which is, okay, all right, if I take 100% responsibility for this situation I'm in or whatever that person's doing or whatever went wrong, then, then that gets all the shit out of the way because then you can say, and what am I doing about that? And then you, it actually gets you into action and solving the problem and resolving the situation. Fantastic, mate. Thanks very much for your time. Excellent keynote. Thank you. Uh, enjoy the rest of the conference. Thank you very much. No worries. Thank you. Bye for now. Summer is now here, and our friends at Pentair, one of Australia's largest pool equipment suppliers and manufacturers, are ready to help pool owners around the nation get their pools ready for everyone to enjoy. Family and friends can swim their way through summer and enjoy everything the backyard swimming pool has to offer. Who needs to go away on an expensive holiday to enjoy time with friends and family? Time at home, making great memories in your own backyard swimming pool means no driving, no packing, and no stress. It's the best staycation around. Choose only the best. A pool powered by Pentair. I'm with Stefan Ossenberg up in Caboolture in a big yard at Australian Plunge Pools, but we're going to get to that soon, Stefan. Thanks for taking some time to join us today. No, thank you. Stefan, you've been around a while. A lot of people might be familiar with your name. Who are you? What have you done? Oh, uh, look, I've been in the industry 30 years. Uh, started off doing box steel and sprays for a local pool company down in Brisbane. Uh, predominantly specialising in product compliance, manufacturing. Uh, worked for Protector Aluminium previously as their compliance manager, overseeing all compliance for Australia and New Zealand. Ended up here. Here is Australian Plunge Pools. It's a yard that I am, if I'm looking down out of the window here, we're seeing the concrete plunge pools. What am I looking at? Where am I? What's happening? So Australian Plunge Pools, uh, everyone knows Australian Plunge Pools as the original plunge pool by Talex. We purchased Australian Plunge Pools. Uh, we've set up the yard in March and started producing. Uh, we're now looking to expand on our producing to start looking for a distribution network. Basically, we want to expand to be national. Uh, can you walk us through a bit of you know a bit of the process from beginning to end of a of a plunge pool? Yeah, look, uh, traditionally plunge pools uh, were water tanks. Uh, there's been a lot of people out there that have changed the designs of these over the years, designed to take a body of water that you can swim in. So your traditional manufacturing process, you would actually do a steel cage, no different to a standard pool in the ground. From there, you'd actually pour mold, uh, concrete into a mould and time is required for the actual curing process. And then from there, you'd actually take it out of its mould, flip it onto its back and then bring it in and do your waterproofing and finishing of the actual pool itself. You obviously see continued growth for the plunge sector of the market, the small size pool. And this is the beauty of a plunge pool. A plunge pool is designed to be small and placed into small areas to enable the average Australian to be able to live out their dream to own a pool. 
So we do full ceramic tiles. Uh, we have a range available from the local pool tile company. You know, what's, what's the approach around finding the right team and building the right culture here? Look, as you said, you hit the nail on the head. Culture is the key word. Uh, we, like, we like to uh, look after our guys. We believe that investing in our team will invest in our business long term. We are going to be seeing a little bit of you around Splash Magazine. I know that you've got some campaigns in place out there to engage with industry and consumer as well. That's correct. Congratulations on the new business. Thank you. If people want to reach out and get in touch through the website. Uh, Yeah, look directly through the website, uh, www.australianplungepools.com.au or you can call us on 1300PLUNGE. Well, that's a wrap from the airport office today. We'll see you around. Ready, set, splash.